What's up everybody, it's your boy. I'm back to give my brief thoughts and reactions to the very busy and explosive NBA trade deadline activity uh, that's recently gone down. So I'm gonna try to uh, make my thoughts as uh, short and succinct as possible. Um, you probably could tell by the music in the background that I'm uh, recording uh, live from Brother Sanders' house. I had to shoot over here real quick to get an oil change. But that's neither here nor there. So I want to talk about the obvious uh, NBA trades, the big splashes. But I also want to get on a underrated trade or a couple of underrated trades as well. Uh, but let's first let's get to the big ones, the big headlines. Um, <laughs> let's start off with the Lakers. Uh, they got some pieces. They got some pieces. Uh, the main one that they got was uh, D'Angelo Russell, who was actually a former Laker. And one of the Lakers who got unloaded to help build the squad that eventually got LeBron James a championship. So this is a got to be a bit of a weird homecoming for D'Lo. But I got to ask, man, it, 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 do we really expect anything from this roster still? Is, is D'Lo really that much better than Russ? You know, I know Russ has his issues. Russell Westbrook has his issues. But is, is D'Angelo Russell really the answer? You know, D'Angelo Russell, When remember, this is the same guy that when the Golden State Warriors had him, they could not wait to trade him. They opted in instead for Andrew Wiggins, who at the time it was being said that he was lazy, he lacked worth, work ethic, his gameplay was empty calories, he, he wasn't going to work on his game like he should, and they opted to keep him over D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo Russell, I get it, he's having a great year this year, uh, especially the past month, but I need more than a month of good play to convince me that this is going to be the move the Lakers needed to make the right to ship. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell is shooting 45% from three-point this year, or should I say from the last for the last month, but... <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, like this does not really improve them defensively. I know they got some other pieces. Malik Beasley was one. Uh, Vanderbilt was another one. Um, you know, but it all comes down to who who's closing games for you. Who, when the game is on the line and it's the fourth quarter, who do you have out there on the court? Because you can't have uh, you can't have LeBron and AD and D'Angelo Russell. And, you know, all these other pieces, it's like you, you, you got to have a solid like fourth quarter closeout lineup. And I don't know if the Lakers have one still at this point. I mean, I know they're going to play at least those three, LeBron, AD and, and D'Lo. But like, who are your other wings going to be? You know what I mean? Um, I just I'm not convinced that this was a a, 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 a it, it, it wasn't a bad move. Let me say that. But it wasn't like. It wasn't the uh, the Hail Mary save that everybody wanted Rob Palinka to orchestrate. So I don't I don't think this makes them a, a contender. Definitely not. Like it doesn't. It this doesn't elevate them beyond a play-in position. You know, come April, I just I don't know, man. It's like you know, I, I'm glad they did something for Rob Palinka's sake because let's not forget. As soon as Dallas landed Kyrie, everybody was calling for Rob Palenka to be fired again. You know, but like, let's be honest, man. They didn't have the pieces to get Kyrie. They never did. Sorry. 
you know so you know what the what the nets got in in, in i'm sorry what the t-wolves got however well i'm gonna get on the t-wolves later okay this was a desperation move by the lakers you know to get d'angelo russell and these other pieces it was a desperation move i don't think this helps them you know it, this just doesn't move the needle for them like it should like or like yeah yeah i'll just say that so um let's move on <laughs> Kyrie to dallas the Nets acquired Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, who was actually a former Brooklyn Net, who got unloaded. I, I don't know. I forgot what player was involved when they unloaded Dinwiddie. I, I can't remember if it was Kyrie or Harden at the time, but he's back with the Nets, <laughs> and um, he's still balling. He beat they beat my Chicago Bulls just the other night. <clears throat> um, you know, Kyrie just came out of nowhere with his trade request. I, I shouldn't say it came out of nowhere. We had indications that Kyrie just wasn't going to leave well enough alone. They were actually playing good. They were actually balling. They had actually won 12 straight. They had actually won 18 out of 20 games um, recently in, in, in January and December. Everything was going well. They were in third place. And then all of a sudden, he wants a trade. Citing that he wants to be somewhere where he's not just tolerated, but celebrated, whatever that means. And, you know, I got news for you, Kyrie. As a black man in America, it ain't a lot of places like that. And I, I frankly, I don't think Texas is on that list. So, you know, next, you know, uh, social issue that you want to take a stand on, bro, like, I, I hear you, but don't expect the denizens of, of of texas to be riding with you the way the hoteps in brooklyn were riding with you over this whole uh vaccine situation so i, I sometimes i just don't know what world Kyrie lives in um well i do know it's hotep world um but Kyrie to dallas man i give it a year i give it a year before something else comes up you know, he's not feeling the coach. He's not feeling the ownership. He just wants to walk away for a couple of weeks for, for no reason. You know, him. And, and what's funny, <laughs> what's funny is that, like, you talk to Dallas Mavericks fans, and they're not excited about it. Their, their attitude is like, oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. You know, I guess I guess uh, Luca has to share the ball a little bit more now. But they're not convinced that this was a good uh, uh, trade. Not to mention, they lost some... They lost some valuable pieces. Dorian Finney-Smith was a competent and, and great defensive player. And, and Dinwiddie was, you know, Dinwiddie was kind of balling this year. So I heard on one podcast, they say they say Kyrie Irving is like that, that really pretty hot chick that you know. And you sit back <clears throat> and you watch her get married. And then you watch her get divorced. And you watch her burn down the house that her and her husband lived in and you watch you watch this pretty girl do this three times three times you watch her get married get divorced and then she burns the house down but there's always somebody waiting in the wings like yeah i i i i saw what she did to all her marriages and i saw her burn down three houses but she sure is hot though and that's the mavericks right now um you know does this move the needle for them as far as like playoff contention maybe maybe a little bit but I, I i don't i don't know i don't know um let's talk about kd to the suns um 
this was not a shocker to me well it, it was a it was a shocker to me that he went to the suns it wasn't a shocker to me that the nets traded him especially after uh the smoke settled uh, with this Kyrie stuff and that trade because obviously they are just you know they're just trying to start from scratch and they're obviously trying to get a lot of the picks back that they gave up to acquire uh james harden and um you know and and, and all of that so uh when they were trying to form that big three with, with kd harden and, and kyrie um i don't want to say this makes the phoenix suns the favorites in the western conference um because that feels awfully disrespectful to teams like the denver nuggets and even the memphis grizzlies to a certain extent i understand why people are saying this but that's contingent on a lot of things that's contingent on cp3 staying healthy it's contingent on Devin Booker staying healthy. It's contingent on uh, DeAndre Aiden actually playing at an all-star level. You know, um, you know, you look at their bench and, you know, you're, you're coming up with guys like Campaign. You know, so they gave up some depth, man. Like, Mikael Bridges was, was a very competent two-way player. He was getting better every year, um, every season. Um, who else did they give up? Uh, they gave up Cam Johnson, too, who was a great three-point shooter. They gave up Jay Crowder to another team. I'm going to get on that in a second. Who was a competent 3 and D guy. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I don't like all the depth that the Suns gave up with this deal. And, like, they are they are one injury away from being a bust. You know, like, I, I don't get me wrong. Like, like, if you put Devin Booker... Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, and, and CP3 on the Chicago Bulls, I would be through the roof. I would be ecstatic. But the Western Conference is the Western Conference. It's a lot more competitive. You need depth, especially when it comes to the playoffs, and I just think they gave up too much depth. Um, if you told me they were going to come out of the West, I would not be shocked. But I got to see it, man. I got to see it work. I got to see it work. Um, <laughs> I just got to see it work. Now, as far as the Nets haul that they got in return for giving up KD, yeah, you got some stuff back. But I'm looking at the Nets, and I was saying this a year and a half ago, two years ago. They're not a well-run organization um, with the moves that they make. You had Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden for three and a half years. You only have one playoff series victory to show for it. Now... You've given up all three, and you've got not one single all-star in return. I don't know what they're doing, man. They just seem to be like a horribly run organization um, and are going to continue to be. And I think I think it's fair to say at this point, we all owe James Harden an apology. Everybody was so down on him when he when he requested a trade out of Brooklyn, you know, for unknown, unbeknownst reasons, you know. Oh man, skip him. He don't, he don't want to play with Kyrie and KD, man. Skip him. Let him let him do blah blah blah. You know, they clowning him at the at the All-Star draft and all of that. And it's like, come on, y'all. He 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 was the one who was smart enough to get out while he could. Okay. And, and we see what's happened. Kyrie is in Dallas now. KD is in Phoenix. Steve Nash is fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> let's not forget about that going into this season 
it started with a bunch of drama with KD's trade request. Okay, we're not going to trade me. Then, you know, if you're going to keep me, either fire the GM or fire the coach. And they fired the coach. So it's like, it, this was just a dumpster fire from the jump and continued to be. But, oh, one more thing on the Suns. Y'all got to gotta be in win now mode. Okay, KD is 34 years old. CP3 is 38 years old. Who knows how much longer DeAndre Ayton is gonna, you know, play at a high level? Y'all, y'all need to win a championship today. Okay, like it's championship or bust with the Phoenix Suns. Okay, it was kind of like that. It was kind of championship or bust two years ago, but especially so now. Like anything other than a championship for the Phoenix Suns this year is a bust. Um, Jazz, I ain't gonna speak on the Jazz. They're still tinkering, obviously, seeing what works, seeing what don't. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is a buyout candidate. T Wolves, underrated moves that the T Wolves made, getting Conley. When Conley, Conley was with Utah, he was the only one that was gonna pass it to Gobert. He was the only, him and Gobert were the only two that really had chemistry on that Jazz squad. Now they got him on the T Wolves, they got D'Angelo Russell out of there with his ego. And just objectively speaking, Mike Conley is a way better pure point guard than D'Angelo Russell. I think this was a great move. Um, I think they're still one move away, and that move is getting rid of Cat. I feel that they've made the mistake of trying to build around Cat, but they've realized that was a mistake, and they're like, okay, we're just going to build up around Anthony Edwards now. So what I think the T-Wolves need to do at this point is... Well, it's past the deadline now, so they can't. But what I was hoping they would do was trade Cat for some more versatile wings. You are not going to win a championship with Cat on your squad. Sorry. But I do think if they can reignite some of that that chemistry between Conley and Gobert that they had in Utah, uh, we're going to see some good things out of the T-Wolves. But they're not going to they're not going to win at a high level until they get rid of Cat. I'm sorry. Um, but that was an underrated move. Also, another underrated move. Jay Crowder to the Milwaukee Bucks. Jay Crowder is a dude who shows up to play. He's a competitor. He can knock down threes. He can play really good defense. I think this was a sneaky good move on the part of the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are still my favorite to come out the East right now. Unlike, I know everyone's riding with the Celtics, but I don't know. I'm riding with the Bucks. As it stands right now, I, I see a Bucks. Suns rematch in the finals this year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. So, trying to see if I covered everything. Uh, Gary Payton Jr. back to Golden State. I hear that he, or I read that he failed his physical, so they might put the kibosh on that deal. Uh, John Wall <laughs> back to the Rockets. Um, that's just hilarious. Um, the Real talk, the Clippers are the team that should have gotten Kyrie Irving. Um, that would have been a perfect fit, but I understand there's some cap space issues with that. Just just pay the dang luxury tax. I know you're paying Ka- Kawhi. I know you're paying Paul George. Um, but, but I think Kyrie would have been a perfect fit uh, for, the, for the Clippers. Um, so... Um, there you have it, man. Those are my reactions. Um, I had more fire and vinegar in me a couple of days ago, especially over this Kyrie stuff. Um, but I've kind of calmed down now and, 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 and <laughs> I'm not so worked up over it, but, um, 
man, man, this 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 three and a half year experiment with the Brooklyn Nets was just hilarious. It was hilarious, um, and I hope this is a teachable lesson, you know, for other franchises. Don't let your star players call the shots. Um, don't trade away everything that was cool about your organization to acquire one or two or three superstars, you know, who. You know who really haven't proven anything you know or or you know roll the the, the coattails of other organizations to championships you know so hopefully this is a teachable moment um you know hey nets you're a dumpster fire but you brought this on yourself uh lakers i wish nothing good for you um i hope y'all fail i hope you stay at the 13th seed uh and don't even get a playing spot I wish nothing but bad for you, Los Angeles Lakers. I I, I hope, um, yeah, I hope you, all y'all get paper cuts and there's always ice in your driveway and, you know, you, you cut yourself shaving. I, I wish nothing good for y'all. Uh, I'm tired of y'all. I'm, I'm tired of all this talk about getting LeBron more help. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm tired of all this talk about Rob Palenka needs to be fired. All Rob Palenka did was get good players. You know, and then LeBron comes in and then y'all trade him all away because he, he don't have enough help. Oh, man. Um, there you have it, man. There you have it. I don't know why every light-skinned nigga in the world wants to ask me that I run across to on the street wants to ask me. You got Mahomes, right? You know, uh, for the Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's in the light-skinned by rules. We got to support our own. But I have not yet picked a favorite for the Super Bowl I probably won't like I like Mahomes I also like this other guy in Philly uh you know have two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl as a first so I'm honestly gonna sit back and enjoy the game man like I don't I don't have a favorite I haven't really followed football all year and I'm not gonna start now I'm not even gonna pretend to so you know y'all have fun watching the Super Bowl uh tomorrow as well and uh we'll see who wins but um, those are my reactions to the NBA trades and I will holler at y'all later because brother Sanders is giving me that signal that my car is ready so I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here and I'll holler peace, peace. peace. J.J. Reddick with his brilliance, I will let him decipher and dissect some of the other things that Kyrie is and is not about. I'm not talking about him the basketball. I know what a marvelous basketball player he is. I'm talking about what he said. I did my job. I was selfless. Really? We were in fourth place. You know, I left the team in good hands, and then I made sure to get a hold of this quote. When they asked him about Kevin Durant, he said, it's water under the bridge now. I wish them well. I left them in fourth place. I did what I was supposed to do. Took care of my teammates. Was incredibly selfless. Do you think we are all, do you think we are all on drugs? Or do we all need to be drug tested? Is this man the only lucid dude on the planet? What am I missing? We really religiously lamented. Games missed. Stuff that had nothing to do with basketball. Infiltrating the basketball proceedings. Getting in the way of team. Getting in the way of productivity. Getting in the way of cohesiveness. Getting in the way.
released a road trip a couple years ago. Because they didn't want to go to Portland, Detroit, and Utah for a birthday party. This is a guy who did not get vaccinated, hurt his ball club, then did get vaccinated and was allowed to play. This is a guy who, after 46-point blowouts to the Celtics, leaves Durant and the rest of the team hanging. And nobody wants to hear from Irvin. There is not a net fan in New York, the few that they are, who cares about Kyrie Irving. This is a goodbye and good riddance. He killed Cleveland. He killed the Celtics. He killed the Nets. He should just pipe down and go out there and guys on your team and see if him and Donkic can figure out how to work it, uh, how to work together and maybe win a couple of playoff series as Stevie said he won one with the Nets in a three or four year period. He is poison and they will learn out in Dallas like they've learned out in Boston, like they've learned out in Cleveland and like I guarantee it, they've learned out in New York. They are so happy, every Nets city in new york city that he is out of town and when you're that good and he is great when you are that good and the fan base in the tri-state area is having a party because you're the hell out of there that's that tells you all you need to know